everybody. Welcome back to the Half Hour of Power. I am Joe. Jesse is here. Hello. Hey, Jesse. Did you have a good week? I had a great week. Uh, a meteorite landed in the backyard and uh, started changing everything around, and uh, I think for the better. Yeah, all right. Um, which county? Uh, you know what? I don't know. If I, I don't know if I should not say that. This I don't county. Even... No, it's not this county, then, because everything's the same in this county. All right. <laughs> all right. Fine. Fine. All right. We can dream that our county will be <laughs> rearranged and have a new deal. So here we are. So our last show was Castle Freak, which was based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. And it just so happens we just watched Color Out of Space. Mm-hmm. Age, which is also based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. Um, the fun thing is we didn't really plan that, but it just kind of happened. So there we go. Life. Now, yeah, so this was a really good uh, good thing that happened. So here we have Color Out of Space. And you and I were trying to figure out when was this actually released. So here mm-hmm. on uh, Wikipedia, little movie page on wikipedia for colorado space it says it was released in the united states january 24th 2020 mm-hmm. um september 7th 2019 for um i suppose for at the toronto international film festival so for us mm-hmm. it's this year which for me makes this mm-hmm. the best movie of 2020 I, I mean, I, I'd have to agree with what we've seen so far. I, I, I would not disagree with that statement at all. Now, 2020 has been, as we know, just horrible. Right out of a Lovecraft story. So, um, and I'm, I was thinking about it and looking at the uh, releases of what was supposed to come out, what was moved, and all of that. And I. I don't think anything that was coming out was going to beat this movie for me. I don't think anything that mm-hmm. has been back to next year was going to beat this for me. Uh, what about you? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I haven't really looked at what's coming out or what actually came out. The only other movie I know of that came out this year was the uh, um, Bill and Ted movie, Face to Music. Now, I thought that was a really good movie. I don't Bill think it's as good as this. Pretty good. No, good. So Bill and Ted, I mean, went to streaming and theatrical. Uh, you had the Scoob, which was uh, streaming. Uh huh. I mean, day. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was the Tenant, which uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy the Tenant when I finally get to see it. But even after watching all the trailers and everything for the Tenant, I don't think for me it's going to beat Color Out of Space. Well. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a bold statement. I guess we'll uh, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> yeah, we will see. And and if I when I finally get to see the tenant, and I if I think it's better than Color Out of Space, I will say so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, here, let's go to uh, the Rotten Tomato score. Let's see what we got here. So, what do you think the critic score is on? Oh. Uh, I'm going to say 87 to 92. Okay, so 86. Oh. Nice. Not bad. Uh, um, and audience score. 
81%. Uh, 82. So I'm going to have to call shenanigans. Uh, you looked at this already, didn't you? No, I did not. I'm just, <laughs> just good guessing today. I got to say, those scores surprised me. I thought they were going to be lower than that, but uh, pleasantly surprised me. But how many people reviewed it? There are 195 critics' reviews and 94 audience reviews. Not a lot. No, not a lot, but still, that's still a lot of positive reviews, even out of all of that. Mm -hmm. to, uh, still gain. I mean, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it's certified fresh, so that's pretty good, I suppose. So here we are yeah. with the color base based on the HP Lovecraft story, and we talked a little bit about Lovecraft on the last show, so I'm going to assume you haven't read this story. No, like I said, I'm not a big, big uh, Lovecraft uh, lover of his literature. Yeah, so I haven't read this either, but it is, from what I can find, it is based, the story, short story is actually called The Color of Space also, so it shouldn't be too, mm -hmm. too hard to find if you wanted to read it and see what the differences might be between the film. Um, uh, what's this movie about? You know, we've just been rambling. Well, uh, <laughs> Actually, uh, from I, I I know that the uh, story is very close to the movie, so that there's a uh, it's just been modernized in a lot of places. Um, but basically, there's a family and they uh, live out in the uh, middle of nowhere. I would say uh, on a farm, a llama farm, uh, and uh, a meteorite lands in their front yard. And it, things start to go crazy. Yes. In very bizarre ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is produced by the same people that brought us Mandy, is it not? Right. This is it done is. by Elijah Wood and his company. Uh, um, so those guys are... Knocking it out of the park because Mandy was amazing. Yeah, Ma Mandy was an amazing film and a uh, very similar kind of color scheme, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, just uh, looking at the poster of Mandy. Yeah, there you go. And uh, Color Out of Space. Very, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so this one is directed. This is very interesting because I never thought this guy would ever do direct another movie. Richard mm -hmm. Stanley, who. Yeah. Um, yeah, his uh, last experience directing a movie soured him. Uh, and rightfully so. Yes, absolutely. So that was The Island of Dr. Moreau with Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a fantastic documentary about the behind-the-scenes shenanigans and what happened to him during the making of that, uh, what mm -hmm. is the name of that? Lost Souls. Escaping me. Lost Souls. Okay. It's fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, the eye of Dr. Moreau ended up being a mess because mm -hmm. of all of those issues. Right. Um, so if you haven't seen that, check that. But yeah, I mean, his, his previous movies – before he had that mess, uh, Hardware and Dust Devil, I thought, are both really good. Mm -hmm. So he's got um, 
he's no stranger to it. I mean, they're they're both solid movies, those two. I think. Right. So I was kind of disappointed that he never made anything else. But here we go with Color Out of Space. And when I, I didn't really need to know much else about it. I just was like, Color Out of Space, based on Lovecraft, with Richard Stanley directing and interpreting. Mm-hmm. Okay, because uh, Stanley is, he's pretty out there, isn't he? Yeah, he is pretty out there, and you're forgetting that it's also starring Nicolas Cage, who's really out there. Yeah, and it's starring Nicolas Cage. I mean, uh, um, Nicolas Cage was also in Mandy, if we neglected to mention that, and he was pretty out there in that. But I think these movies fit that type of you know, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage stuff that he's known for. I, I think it's perfect. Um, now, uh, mm-hmm. speaking about Nicolas Cage, there's that movie, uh, what was that, Vampire's Kiss? Yes. Richard Stanley says is his favorite Nicolas Cage movie, and he asked him to base his performance on his own performance from Vampire Kiss. Mm. Have you? You've never seen. You hadn't seen that either, have you? Because we talked about it. You, I, you, I, 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 you didn't see it all the way through. I didn't see it all the way through. Um, it's it's a weird film. It's out there. So yeah, my uh, I was a kid when it came out. So. <laughs> Well, it, uh, I guess we'll have to try and watch that at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh. see what we think about that. But I didn't think his performance was – I mean, you watch Snake Eyes. That dude is way out there. Like, what the what yeah. was Brian De Palma doing with that performance? I mean, I guess he really right. wanted that. I, yeah. That just seemed kind of way out there for a movie like that. But okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't think he went very far out there in either, either one of these Mandy, this one. I thought. I know. Uh, this one. Uh, I spoke uh, maybe uh, the Wicker Man too, but that movie is horrible. Yeah, I've never seen that. I won't watch that movie. Oh, you can watch it. It's so good. No, no, no. Well, uh, <laughs> but at least he has a reason to be a little bit crazier. Oh yes. In this movie, yes. and he did in um, Snake Eyes. You know. At least there's some sort of explanation towards his behavior. Yes. In this movie. Yeah. Uh, so you know stuff like that. That's that's fun. Yeah. So we have uh, the daughter mm-hmm. who is annoying. <laughs> she's, like, she's like Richard Stanley, I guess, as a teenager. <laughs> really? Well, you the think so, stuff, yeah. Yeah. Well, because here we go. We got, and and this is why I say that. Um, here's a little bit of trivia. Richard Stanley and Swedish filmmaker Heinrich Moller apparently performed a ritual to the Lovecraftian god Yog Sothoth while in the Pyrenees to get this movie made. <laughs> so, yeah. so when we meet the daughter, she's doing some kind of a ritual. Well, yeah. Uh, and the, the poor guy that runs into her doing that, uh, he's a uh, hydrologist. He, yeah, he's a he's a scientist work uh, and he's looking at the uh, water table, right? Mm-hmm. Right, because so he had fun with it. He was, he was upset. Upset. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he's he's out there because there's going to be a new reservoir, which is going to be the drinking water for uh, the state. That they're uh, they're in because you know they're in Arkham, which is uh, Massachusetts, and uh, usually in uh, Lovecraft's world, that's one of his cities he created. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah. So, uh, but he has to go to all the residents, right? Mm-hmm. And talk to them, right? Because um, uh, there's another one. Go ahead. Uh, Tommy Chong. He had to go meet him. He was fun yeah. in this. Which Tommy Chong is good in this. Yes, he's quite excellent. Yes, he is great in that, and we'll just kind of. <laughs> he's kind of a. Uh, what hippie, new agey hippie yeah. kind of guy? I mean, he he. Um, <laughs> I guess he lives somewhere on uh, Nicholas Cage's land, and they let him do that. Is that right? Right, because Nicholas Cage uh, really... daughter keeps calling him an old hippie. Oh yeah, she does. Um, uh, but he's got a nice little house. He's totally off the grid. It looks like he built his house from stuff he found around everywhere. His, his dad built the house. No, no, uh, Tommy Chong's. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chong's house, Tommy Chong. Okay, sorry, I, 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 mis- I misinterpreted. Yeah, that, that was that's another thing, you know. Talk about the house. So Nicholas Cage inherited the house, mm-hmm. and it's a nice house, beautiful. And uh, yeah, if if I had a house like that, I would go live there and not go anywhere. Right, and his kids complain about the house. Like it's, it's so terrible. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, that's great. And it's, it's uh, you know, well, maybe the kids they needed to leave for a while and then go. Man, I wish I was back there at that piece of land because they they got a pretty big piece of land. They've got, like you said, they've got um, mm-hmm. llamas, right? They got yeah, the original llamas. Uh, and, and you know, it kind of makes sense because uh, Nicholas Cage says the same thing that you know he left that house because his dad was a jerk, uh, apparently, and. Uh, Coming back, he realized how great that area was. Yeah. So there's that. And what happens uh, that night is this is when the meteor hits mm-hmm. right in their front yard. Right. Right. And uh, what it happens while him and his wife are uh, being intimate for the first time in years because she's a uh, cancer survivor. She has the she has bra- she had breast cancer. So, and, uh, their son, their youngest son, uh, who they call Jack Jack, uh, he's the first one to kind of see it. And it turns the entire, uh, I'm going to say pink. The guy turns pink, right? When you say that, what is that? Magenta, magenta, maybe. Yeah. It's supposed to be a color that we on earth have never seen before. That's why it's out of space. But, uh. That's the closest I, I can describe it. Uh, yeah. But uh, he, Jack-Jack uh, w- walks outside, and he's looking at it, and the whole family comes out, and there is a meteorite in the front yard. Now, the movie, thank God, uh, this is one, way, uh, one thing I'm glad the movie did, is that I see a meteor in my front yard, I'm calling, like, NASA or, you know, whoever can come out there and take care of it, you know? Uh, yeah. But the, the, the scientist guy says, well, most... Um, meteorites are dormant and they're not that dangerous, which I didn't know. I thought I was glad that that information was there for us. Yeah, yeah, and they mostly break up more than that one did, right? Right. He said that too, didn't he? So, uh, yeah. So they they get interviewed by the news. They come out, and of course they they blow it up into something. It's not like aliens did it or something like that. And Nicholas Cage is not very happy about that because right. he looks like some kind of a some kind of a nut job in the the interview. And right, and also because the the, the uh, meteorite 
dissolved away. Yeah, disappeared. That's right. So he's not happy about that either. So they don't believe he did or something. Yeah. <laughs> but the news does. They always do that. So they yeah. do that in the movies too. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that weird stuff starts happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Very weird stuff. When they go back to see uh, Tommy Chong. Right. The cat is missing, and Tommy Chong is. What's he doing? <laughs> uh, he's doing. So, he well, he's asking about his cat because his cat disappeared. His cat has a very uh, nasty name. Uh, that I won't say what it is on the the program here, but um, yeah. Yeah. he 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 can't find his cat, and he's doing. He keeps hearing sounds in the ground, so he's recording the sounds in the ground. Yeah. And um it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder, which it should. That's that's the whole point of, you know the flick is that the uh about a I, I don't wanna say too much because I don't want to give away too much of what happened. Yeah. This is kinda one I don't really we typically will go into spoilers and all that. Uh, yeah, you guys all know that if you listen to our show. Um mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna leave that one thing that happens just leave it there and not say what it is yeah i mean it's horrifying but yeah i, I agree yeah I, I gotta say i didn't see that i saw i figured something was gonna happen but yeah. i didn't see anything like what happened was gonna happen yeah no one would have thought that would have happened i can't see how anybody could have yeah. seen that coming you know what i mean uh yes yeah but they so it go on they they they, they they start kind of losing their minds because the asteroid or meteorite is affecting them in a um, a weird way. Uh, the uh, mother, played by Julie Richardson, uh, she's cutting carrots and she cuts her own fingers off. Two fingers off. Yes. And that forces Nicolas Cage, of course, to take her to the hospital and to leave the kids there. Which I say kids, the one girl, uh, they're both teenagers. Uh, yeah, mid to upper teens. Yeah, I, I would probably say the girl is out of school, maybe a college girl. So, I mean, she can take care of the those two. But uh, weird things start to happen while the parents are gone. And when they come back, it gets even weirder and weirder and weirder. Uh, Nicholas Cage keeps, seems to be going into these moments where he kind of – he leaves his mind and uh, comes back and is like, well, what's going on, you know? Yes, absolutely. So uh, <laughs> um, visually, uh, this movie is awesome. Oh, yeah. It looks fantastic. looks beautiful. looks beautiful. The, the magenta is actually a quite nice uh, color. Uh, uh, so I, I mean, it's it's a, it's a it's a very pleasant color, but it's so foreboding, you know. in, uh, in the movie, uh, it's it's just so weird because it's beautiful and it's kind of evil at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So it it does transform stuff and makes the plants. Mm-hmm. Well, now, were those new plants that those were, were plants growing that, or that the the transform? There. The the asteroid was growing those plants. Okay, yeah. So it, it made everything look mm-hmm. surreal and 
just just so so i mean oh and through all this you know you're watching the family's madness you're watching the the unfortunate things happen to them mm-hmm. but also the hydrologist who's played by ward phillips he is trying to no i'm sorry he's not played by that's the name of his character mm-hmm. <laughs> his character's name is ward phillips the guy playing him is mm-hmm. not ward phillips right uh, but yeah, he's trying to figure it out. So he takes some, um, some of the uh, a sample, right, to get it tested. Uh, uh, Ward Phillips was played by Elliot Knight. I'm sorry. He was good. <laughs> there we are. He was really good in the yeah, movie too. Good. Uh, like the whole cast in this is good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess even the horses. Yeah. Were good. Yeah, the llamas. The llamas and the horses were good. <laughs> uh, the dog, I, I suppose, was good too. Yeah. But uh, so I mean, he's trying to figure out what's in the water. Yeah. The water is different now, right? Uh, do you remember what it is when he? Because there's a there's a scene where he goes to uh, get the uh, results, and mm-hmm. there's something about the mayor is really riding on this thing to happen. Right, because it's for the reservoir. Uh, that's going to be the drinking water for the entire uh, state. So this- he finds out that they have to stop drinking that water until they can figure out what's contaminated. Right. And that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which it, it, he, 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 around, he keeps telling them, don't drink the water. Don't drink the water. But at that point, it's too late. They've already drinking the water. All of them. Have had- yeah. Oh yeah. They, they've had the water. Um, there's a, a fun scene where Nicolas Cage showers in the water. Yeah. Yeah. And he is not happy with what the water does to his skin. Because he absorbs, yeah, he's absorbing it in. And it's uh, it's uh, pretty toxic. <laughs> absorbing all of this in. <laughs> and uh, things happen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which uh, wasn't nice. But yeah, he, he doesn't. Right. He, he doesn't know what's happening. So that was that after he brings uh, the mother back. Yes, he brings uh, he brings her back um, from her uh, her visit to the. Well, she got her finger. Her fingers. Did we say that her fingers they were reattached? Right, Right, they were reattached, but you never see it because her hands in a. uh, It's in a a wrap for the rest. They did, even even though they were in the sticks. You know, any anybody who's who uh, has uh, reservations about moving out to the sticks. They got to the hospital in time that her fingers were reattached, and if everything, if none of this weird stuff happened, she probably wouldn't be able to use her hand again. So yeah, just to alleviate some fears about living out in the country. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, he even, but there's an earlier scene where um, uh, Nicholas Cage says to the mayor, "Jack, Jack, uh, I think Jack Jack's sick." She goes, "We'll take him to the hospital." Yeah. He goes, "Well, it's too far away." It's like not that far away. <laughs> Well, she was like it was 40 minutes or an hour or something like yeah. that. I mean, they lived out in the... She's like, yeah, that's what you get for living in the sticks. You get used to that. Yeah. Yeah, no. It still ain't that far. No. If she can get her fingers reattached, they're A-OK. Yeah. But um, when they get back, the kids are telling them that they should leave. Um, yeah, they're freaked out and they want to leave. Um, so... Uh, Jack, the Jack, Jack, he fell down the well by this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, if 
you guys listen to us haven't figured out, there's a lot in this movie that we want to talk about, but it's, we don't want to give it away at the same time. So it's kind of it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, this was a little bit hard. Yeah. Don't really want to want to do that, but uh, mm. so Richard Stanley, let's let's step away from that for a second. So Richard Stanley being away for what was that 26 years? Yes, he was gone for quite a while. Gone for a long time. Uh, his movie, so Isle of Dr. Moreau was 1996. The mm-hmm. movie before that was The Dust Devil, 1992. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's quite a long time to be away. I, I, I can't tell if he missed a beat. I can't tell. I mean, this movie is just... It's, it's luscious, yes. It's beautiful. I, I think the pacing is on. The visuals are on. Mm-hmm. I like the run. Hello? Yeah, I like the writing of it. I don't feel like it... Uh, Straight anywhere, mm-hmm. did any unnecessary things? Yeah, uh, no, I, I think that the movie uh, is very well uh, told. Uh, like he does some very nice um, effects work. Where I, you know the best thing about effects is when you don't notice the effects. Uh, but you and I kept t- saying, "Like, is the screen moving? Is the picture moving?" Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know things like that. And that kind of sets you off, or do you see? You think you see something moving in the background? Like, is there something moving in the background, like some kind of big alien thing? Yeah. And those kind of things, which really, the movie really all sets never lets you on solid ground. You know, what I mean, you're always kind of sinking as you, you're going through the movie. Yeah. Kind of like with the family. Um, but I, 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 Richard Stanley, like we said, he's a weird cat. Uh, Mm-hmm. But I think that this is one of his best. Mo- I think this is his best movie. I, I, I don't think that's a uh, controversial statement in any way. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. But he's been dying to do a love. He's a big fan of Lovecraft. He loves Lovecraft. Uh, so uh, he seemed like the perfect person to do it. Yeah. Yeah, because his uh, his mother was a fan also. Right. So she read. <laughs> She read Lovecraft's stories to Stanley when he was young. So, I mean, yeah, nah. that might be, I mean, imagine reading. So, yeah, let's, <laughs> there you go. I, I'm sure, I mean, Lovecraft's not dirty in any way. He doesn't have a lot of, uh, over, he doesn't, you know, he's not sexual in any way or violent. So, uh, super violent, but, uh, he's got some dark stuff in him that, uh, I think it might be rough for a young kid, but what can you do? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, there's also this, and after having seen this, finally, I hope uh, this is a true – I hope this happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a Q&A, Stanley claims this would be the first of a trilogy. Oh, okay. So – A trilogy uh, of what movies wants- or a trilogy of uh, Color of Space? I think so. I think so. I think so. He says he he claims this was the first of a trilogy with a Dunwich horror adaptation coming next. Oh. So probably just a trio of Lovecraft movies. Okay, good, 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 good. I, 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 so if he does a, if he does as good a job on those as this, then I'm really looking forward oh, yeah. to that. Oh yeah. Well, I don't think he's made any like bad films. The ones that he's actually got to finish. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, he has not. So. Uh, <laughs> He's a good director. I, I mean, I would like to see what he would have done with Dr. Moreau. I mean, 
even watching that documentary, the stuff that he was going to do looked kind of weird. It's like, oh, okay, it's a little bit out there. I don't know if this would have been great either, but we'll never know because he never changed. Yeah. Um, yep, that's true. But I, I think that this is a fantastic movie. It's uh, This was a hard one to talk about because I, I want people to see it so bad, and I don't want them to be – I don't want it to be ruined for me anyway. Um, yeah. So we, we don't want to give away that. I, I think – thing in there. I think I said this to you. I think the perfect way to say it is, okay, so, you watch Colorado Space, and once you get done watching Colorado Space, if you watch Annihilation, the Natalie Portman movie right after it, yeah. they go so go so well together, I think, that you could tell, you could just say that, that, you know, this, that, that's the second part of the story. Yeah, I, I had a lot of uh, thoughts about Annihilation while I was watching this movie as well, mm-hmm. so. I, 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 um, that brings us down here towards the end. Did you have some final thoughts on well, this? Well, um, I think, like, like we've said, that the acting is all fantastic. The directing is fantastic. The writing, everything is really, really good. Um, it is the best thing I've seen so far this year. And this year is almost over, so I don't see it getting any better. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I said, I like, I like to see Tenet and, you know, all that stuff. But I, I think Colorado Space is the... Uh, Big money winner for this year. It's another year. Nicholas Cage has the best movie of the year, I think. I think so. I think so. Uh, he's got another one coming up. I haven't seen the trailer for it yet. What is that? that uh, Willie's Wonderland? Yes. Which that looks good, too. Yeah. <laughs> I have some high hopes, but maybe I shouldn't have any high hopes. Yeah. So. Keep them low. Keep everything low. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, if you haven't seen this or even heard of this, uh, uh, check this out. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I can't really say much more. Yeah. <laughs> without giving everything away. So. Yep. Okay. So that's, uh, that's that for this show, and we'll see you uh, next